Okay, so let's recap what we talked about. You, um, we talked about your family structure. At the end of the day, you have this really pretty amazing family. Your mom and things like that. Your grandmother, um, and you come out at thirteen. And so this is a whole new. Is this like a whole new world for you at this point? Coming out? Yeah. Like, is it different? Uh, now not th- really, no. Okay. But do you feel like elated that, okay, I got this off my chest or is this like a whole new, okay, now I got to deal with a whole new set of. It, it, it became more difficult because, uh, you know, there are people I interacted with that didn't accept that or mm. you know, okay. vehemently did not accept that. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. So we went through um, elementary school and you did all this. You came out. You are getting ready. To, you said at 16, you're doing a little bit of, well, you're driving, but you were driving before. <laughs> and so so now take us into, because um, you, you mentioned college is around the corner. So how high school, going into college, how was okay. that for you? High school into college? Yeah. yeah. So- um, you didn't want to leave your grandmother. You mentioned that nope. in part one. So and you didn't. And you did not. Didn't. Okay. Yeah. Refused to. Um, uh, oof, let's see. I, I, high school was difficult. Uh, honestly, by 11th grade, I was done. Mm. Um, at LPA, that's when they introduced the 18 and out. And oh. a lot of um, LPAers did take the 18, 18 credits. Oh, mm-hmm. oh! I was like 18 years old. I'm like, I hope 18. so. Well, you're, you're basically 18. But <laughs> yeah. um, no, you could just go in and get out. And the LPA, they had you take so many more credits than what the state was um, requiring, requiring yeah. at the time. I don't know. But they made us sign contracts at some point that um, forced us to stay there. Mm. Yes. Yeah. I didn't do 18 and out. Okay. But uh, I can tell you, I wish I had sometimes. <laughs> I really, really wish I had. Like. There were um, there were classes I was being forced to take. I just didn't care to take. I was taking calculus, for example, mm. as a senior, and I, I hate math. Mm. I hate it. And that teacher, you know, I, I didn't really say a lot about teachers going through school, but there were teachers that made that helped, and there were teachers that didn't. Talk. Let's talk about those teachers, the good ones and the ones that didn't make your life easier. Well, the good ones, <clears throat> they really they. Oh my God, they saved me. Honestly, <laughs> they did. I'll bet. Um, <laughs> There was, when my great-grandfather passed away, there was a teacher who, you know, I just burst out in tears in her class. Mm. And she came to me and she asked me and she totally understood and she let me just kind of stay there. And she kind of helped me through my grieving process. The only time I got to work through my grieving process was with this teacher. And to this day, when I see her out in the community, you know, she's always checking up on me. She's like, oh my God, how are you doing, Maurice? Like, is everything okay? I'm like... Yes, thank you, Miss Cresswell. <laughs> I'm still alive. <laughs> um, so I, I had her. I had. Um, I did have a couple of math instructors that made me actually kind of like math. Um, like it. Like it. Well, tolerate it. Tolerate. You know what? You know. Well, you like when you're doing carpentry. Yeah. Um, this algebra that you use. You yeah. There's functional math. There is know? functional I math. I appreciate functional yeah. math. You mm-hmm. have to have that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But it's when we get into the theoretical stuff that I'm like, do I, why? Why do yeah. I have to? It's do not for this? everybody. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I had a calculus instructor who told me I had the worst work ethic she had ever seen and I was never going to do anything with my life. Wow. And that has been in the back of my head ever since she said it. Because I remember just looking at her and I'm like, I would never say something mean to a teacher. I've watched teachers have breakdowns mm-hmm. and I'm, I could never do that to somebody. Wow. But in my head, I'm like, you bitch. 
doing wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna prove you wrong. Just because it won't be in math. <laughs> it won't be in math. <laughs> you never forget it. No, you never forget it. Which is why I want to be a teacher. Yeah, I want to make that it. kind of impact. There are things that you know I'll never forget. I had my art teacher, Miss Morrow. She um she was like my saving grace throughout high school because mm. I I like I said I hated high school. Um, I didn't even take my senior picture. I hated it so much. So I'm not even in the yearbook. For oh, wow. Yeah. I was like, I hate all of you. I never want to see any of you again. <laughs> um, I actually went to the reunion and I was, as I'm sitting there, I'm like, why am I here? I hate everybody. <laughs> I, I am reminded how much I hated it. Like they all made fun of me. I, after I came out at 13, um, there was one friend I had to come out to a mm-hmm. second time, mm-hmm. a second time. And it was because I was 15 years old. Um, it was right before my sister moved in with us. Or it was right during the time that she was about to. And my great grandmother was like getting situated with it. And we were celebrating his birthday. I know this is probably a topic from where you wanted to go. No, no, time. keep going, keep going. <laughs> tell us, this tell is perfect. Us. This is great. Great. He, um, we, we were best friends um, from I think uh, sixth or seventh grade. And he was actually the kind of person I avoided all my life mm-hmm. because. Huh. He just looked like all the guys that bullied me uh-huh. in elementary school. You know what I mean? Like he just had that motif. Like yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at him. I'm like, oh no, you're bad. <laughs> no, I'm going to stay away from you. And then the one friend I had at lunch was sitting with him. And I'm like, no, please. I don't want to have to deal with this. But we ended up like really clicking and yeah. we became like really good friends. I mean, we called each other brother for a time. Yeah. And um, he ended up having to leave the school because he lived out of the zone. Mm. and they were redoing buses or something and my great-grandfather liked him so much that he offered to go pick him up in port st Lucie and bring him to school oh wow every day day. yes oh my gosh yeah because when i remember i was telling you the anxiety Mm -hmm. that all stopped when i met him oh he was he was the friend that that helped me to like be okay okay and um after my great-grandfather died and i was going through all the things i was going through in those years um, I would still have him to call and, and like just having him there, even though he wasn't physically present all the time was a relief. Like mm-hmm. I thought to myself, as long as I've got this one friend, I will be okay. Yeah. But then at 15, we decided to meet up and we had both undergone a lot of changes. I mean, from the time I last saw him when I was 13 to 15, you know, we grew up a lot. Mm-hmm. He looked different. I looked different. His mannerisms are a little bit different. My mannerisms are a little bit different, but we still had the core interests at mm-hmm. heart. Like we were both the same. And um, we had this one great weekend together for his birthday. And I remember all throughout the weekend, he's bashing gay people. Mm. Yeah. Oh my God. It was this really bizarre thing that happened. It was MTV Cribs. Right. Oh, I remember And that. Uh, <laughs> Boy George's house was on and he had penises everywhere. Yeah. I remember basically. that one actually. I <laughs> saw that. Well, yeah. So we're watching it and he's like, why? Why? And I'm thinking to myself, I don't know why. Why would you do that? It's kind of gross. Like, yeah. I don't, don't want to look at him all the time. My God. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> he's like, oh, they're, they're so disgusting. What's wrong with them? We should put them all on an island and blow it up. Wow. And I'm looking at him like, what? Mm. So I'm okay. I'm like, all right. All right. That's kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, uh, surely he remembers. Mm-hmm. How could you forget something like that? So now we go on throughout the weekend. Uh, we. Like we even slept in the same bed, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But when I woke up, I happened to look over and he was like wide eyed staring at me like 
Really? I think, yeah, he was very homophobic. Uh-huh. And um, I don't want to expose him too much here, no. but... No. Uh, <laughs> he... <laughs> okay. It was um, at the end of this weekend... Mm-hmm. Uh, I had gotten kind of just fed up with it. You know, I, I had let it go on for so long that I was just kind of curious, like, where is this leading? And mm-hmm. uh, he just wasn't letting it go. And in fact, it was getting worse. And mm. all the while, I feel like we're growing in, in this connection where yeah. like, our bond is strengthening. And yet you're being more hateful towards a very integral part of me. Right. And um, at some point, I'm, he he just like jokingly was like, so you're gay because of a conversation we were in. And I look at him like, yes, yes, I am. And he just dropped his mouth. And of course, I get asked to take out the trash right in that moment. <laughs> and I do. And I come back and he's still sitting there. And we have this long conversation. But what it came down to is our friendship dissolved that night. Yeah. Really? Yes. Yes. And how did that make you? I mean, that's... I was devastated. Yeah. He that helped was, you get through all that stuff. But yeah. he was my... Look, that was 20 years ago. Yeah. Wow. And I'm still not over it. Wow. Yeah, because you don't... There's unanswered <laughs> questions. Because you don't... What, what happened? It was like the shift and you don't know where it came from. I don't know where it came from. I mean, he told me that his friends, you know, would say things about gay people and that he kind of just agreed to agree and that he didn't really believe it himself. And then what came out is that in his religion, being Christian, he doesn't accept it. And so because it's not in his religion to accept it, he can't accept me. Mm. And I just, I, to this, like I said, to this day, I'm still not over it. This is the first time in a conversation that you um, bring up the religion mm-hmm. what role has it played in your life up to this point i mean there's this a very tumultuous relationship between um gay and and religion particularly during that time and even now it's it's a little bit it's more open but it's still an underlying issue to, yeah. that is a tricky one for me um only because like my great-grandparents they weren't really religious okay. though they were christian they just didn't go to church. They didn't like going to church. They didn't like the people that went to church. That's <laughs> what it came down to. And um, my mom, um, she's like, she's hyper-religious. Mm-hmm. A- after the second time she went back, yeah. oh, okay. this she was came the back and she was hyper-religious. Okay. And uh, my grandparents on my dad's side, Baptist, I went to church with them a couple of times. Kind of horrifying. Mm. The thing, you know, the whole, you know, mm. hand on the head. Everyone's like up. I don't know. It kind of scared me, honestly. And um, in my own experiences growing up, uh, I, I got sent off to Bible camps and I got sent off to um, like Sunday school, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I just never jived well with anyone that was there. But I didn't know if it was because of race or if it was because I, had, I didn't know anything about the Bible. Okay. I, I mean, how do you put a kid in a room and start asking questions about the Bible when they've never read it before and then like ostracize them for not knowing it. That drove me crazy. Brother John, I will never forget you. <laughs> You're supposed to teach me. You're supposed to teach me the word. Oh I cried. God. I mean, I cried a lot when I was a kid. Oh my God. That's I still hilarious. cry. But <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. No, right? Nothing wrong with that. I'm no. a crier. I'm a crier. <laughs> so so let, let me let me take the 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 structure of religion out of it uh uh, what about god what is your interpretation or your experience with that aspect with that part i I highly believe in god there's just too many things that happen that are they cannot be coincidence and and my belief in god is more of like a conscious energetic being that probably guides our actions to connect us Mm -hmm. or to find connection the opportunity for connection the opportunity for love and for change Mm -hmm. change in a positive direction 
Um, I became hyper religious in that in that three year period I was talking about from ten to thirteen. I um, it's also when I was on Benadryl because I had terrible allergies thanks to asthma. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I remember I read parts of the Bible randomly. I read Revelation specifically, yeah. and it really inspired actually a lot of what I do today okay. as an artist. But um, I I came to the conclusion that I don't think any any one particular religion has it quite right. I think that we build up these structures to help us to cope and to deal mm-hmm. and certainly to set some boundaries because mm-hmm. we're all comfortable with boundaries, but mm-hmm. I don't, I just, I just don't see any being um, of energy that what difference would it make? What gender you are, yeah. who you love. I mean, mm-hmm. in the womb, I, I believe we all start out as women anyway. Mm-hmm. And then there are people who are born that have both. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what do you make of them? Mm-hmm. Or if some tragic accident happens, what then, mm-hmm. you know, I, how do you define that? High school. It, 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 and we talked about religion. We talked about, you know, family, now religion, now schooling. You, How would you categorize yourself as a, as a student? Were you someone that really wanted to follow um, an educational path? Hell no. He wanted to get out of school. No, I'm kidding. No, no that's true. <laughs> like how, Which is how, interesting how, now. How will you categorize? Yeah, how I was raised. <laughs> how will you categorize yourself as a student? I'm a terrible student. I, when I when I get put into a classroom, I'm dumb as a brick. Like, <laughs> you know, this teacher will look at me like, huh? I, I just, I, you know, everything just it's out of my head. And mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm that. I'm still that way today. I can't, I just, I lose it, man. I don't okay. know. Like if I'm in a different scenario, I'm perfectly fine. I can, I can function. I can, mm-hmm. I can give you information, but you put me in a classroom where I'm being told I'm a student. You know what? I just, it just hit me. It's because all those times I was a student in high school and we did things like literature reviews mm-hmm. and I gave my opinion on something that teacher would say, but you're wrong. Oh, there you go. Oh, but this is my interpretation. You asked for my, but your interpretation is wrong. Yeah, I could see that. I get, I totally get that. And I'm like, well, it's my interpretation, right? And that's what you're asking for. Of it. You, oh, you want me to think like you? Yeah. yeah. You want all of us to think like you? That's what education's for—is just to make all of us like you. Mm-hmm. Really? <laughs> I have some thoughts on that because you know I'm in school, and one of the things that Omar said to me, and this is not about me, but just because I get what you're saying, is that he was like, "So wait, you're gonna write a paper, but you have to take." the words of somebody else and paraphrase it and then cite it. So it's not really your words. So then it's not your work. So then what's the meaning of this? What's the purpose? Right. So I get that, you know, cause it's like, yeah. I, you can, you can argue something, but it's, you're just taking the arguments of somebody else and paraphrasing it. So what's the point? Who decided that the person who wrote that book was so credible? Okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, like everything that was written before us. Yeah. Someone had to say, all right, I believe in you, Mm -hmm. but now it's doctrine. Yeah. Yes, (laughs) exactly. So you say that, but yet you did go to college? Question Yeah. So (laughs) I did not at first. Um, I was going to go to Flagler because that's where my friends went and I was an art kid and you know, I'm like, Oh yeah, I want to go art community. Like (laughs) Flagler college, beautiful place. St. Augustine. It's where, my great grandmother's people were from mm-hmm. um, still some family members there that were supportive. So I was like, Oh, you know, it wouldn't be so bad. But then I had made this choice. I'm going to stay here and I'm like, oh, how am I going to make this happen? So 
I was working at Indian River State College part-time mm. already. I had been working there since I was just turned 16. Really? Mm. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So on top of all those other things, I'm also working. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and You um, left that out. So that's... Yeah. Okay. No, that's because there's so many things layered. I it's know. hard there's to... A like, there's a lot. Yeah. There, yeah. There's a... Uh, I, mean, I mean, a person's life is not just a straight line, not you know? Exactly. It's, yeah. not like, it's not just... You're not just gay. You're not just mixed. There's so much more. Yeah. There's there's so many, so many things. We just intricacies. Yeah, we just tend to simplify it and say, "Well, that's that," but that's not yeah. true. No, yeah. there's so many other pieces to it. So you're working part time. What were you doing at the college? I worked at the bookstore. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, I was working at the bookstore. What year Which, was this? Uh, it was two thousand and four. Oh my goodness. Three, three or four. Mm -hmm. It was right there. I think it was, I think it was four. Okay. But, um, she, yeah, my friend worked there. That's how I got the job there. I was just there every day. I was there every day. Well, I yeah, put out a video that talked about this, but I was there every day so much that the, the boss was like, if you're going to be here so much, you should just work. And I was like, <laughs> Give me the broom. <laughs> I'm like ready to go. Um, and being there, I, I kind of found like a pseudo family, mm. right? Because my own family was kind of discombobulated and going through all the things that they go through. And uh, the boss, her her name was Lisa. My mom's name is Lisa. So <laughs> she kind of became like a, like a mother to me, a right. working mother. And she helped to uh, kind of raise me in the way of working in the mm. working world and, and the bookstore industry, which as I came to know it, I came to love it and hate it at the same time because it was such a monster mm. like um the, the united states the way that the picture has been painted about bookstores is just so terrible really <laughs> i mean and it's kind of a joke a running joke which is terrible well, what, what's the joke like explain yeah, a little bit being of it. so overly expensive mm -hmm. and you know that they just want to keep your money and take your money but mm. really it's the publishers and that's a whole nother conversation yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. but big business in in, in college books Yes, for publishers. For yeah, the publishers, for the publishers correct. Yeah. For the publishers. Yeah. There's yeah. before There's a misconception there. I, I know. I well, just because I'm I'm familiar with that, but yeah, that's interesting. You mentioned that you had a couple of crushes when you were younger. Um, were there up to this point? Were Were there any experiences with love or partners? Yes. How How did that come about? Yeah! Wow, I didn't expect to get asked about that. That's um, that's a that's love. a big part. Hey, of life. listen, there's there, there's no there's no there's no story worth telling without love somewhere in between, right? I like so to hear true. this too. We yeah. love the love oh my stories. Gosh. It's, um, <laughs> my first love that so right after I lost my friend coming out the second time, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. I was completely devastated. Coming out the second time, the second yeah. time. That's so stupid. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. But um, no, devastated. And my mom, um, you know, all the same behaviors happen again, mm -hmm. right? Same thing from when I was ten to thirteen. I'm just like, I'm depressed. I'm depressed. I'm writing <laughs> uh, lots of poetry, which mm. is good because I'm expressing myself. You got but, an outlet, yeah. Yeah. Um, she introduced me to some new music, Lincoln Park and Metallica, oh, stuff okay. I did not listen to before. I was vehemently against it. I'm like, mom, I that is just terrible. That's devil's music. <laughs> <laughs> then she turned me on to him like, what is this? Yeah. God sent. You know, right? She yeah. took me to my first concert during really? that period. Yes, uh -huh. because she was trying to help me to heal and yeah. like this music was really helping me. And for yeah, a Christian, that's a very... Yeah, that's edgy. Yeah, that's you know edgy. Have you ever listened to their lyrics? Uh, I have. I wow. have. Yes, they're very, they're very in um, personal, mm -hmm. dark. And it's all about that those 
that internals internal feeling internal struggle i'm like are they gay too they had (laughs) they were i was going they were going through so many things i was going through at the same time i was like this is really strange but yeah Yeah, like you question it you're like are they going what they're they're going through what i'm going through yeah Yeah. it's crazy it was perfect timing for my life yeah so after that i was like okay you know my entire life i have come to understand is a series of acceptances Mm -hmm. And I'm always like, that's basically all life is. What can you accept and what can you not? Because it's where you can't accept something that you have conflict. And that conflict, you're going to end up going around in a circle, a cycle, until you do accept it. Because how are you going to move forward past it? Yep. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, what can I do to accept this? I'm like, you know what? I'm just not going to befriend straight people. (laughs) (laughs) Straight guys are off the table. I'm done with them. Never again. That yeah. was that's that's how I made sense. Of that I was like, yeah. I'm just never gonna. You know, it just doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's all women, because that's the only people who seem to want to be my friend and stay. Mm-hmm. And boys are just a problem. Mm-hmm. And then, one day, me and my cousin are riding four wheelers down our street, and there's there's a boy on a roof, and he's waving at me, and I'm thinking, no, he can't be waving at me. Why would he be waving at me? Yeah. So we're just riding around and he's like, like he starts like, oh, come on, look at me. <laughs> and I'm like, why is there a boy on the roof waving at us? <laughs> so we stop and he comes down and he's like, yeah, you guys have four wheelers. It's so cool. I want to ride your four wheeler. And I'm like, I can't. You're straight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say that. I don't want to be friends no, with you. Yeah, like I, but, and then, I, yeah, I know it's terrible, right? Because I end up being guilty of the. Well, you're protecting yourself, thing. too. Yeah. I mean, it's, but it's a, the same thing. Yeah. It's the same it, it thing. It really is. Yeah. It's heterophobia. <laughs> <laughs> For that reason. Before. that's hilarious well, that's it comes good. about because yeah. you know we get rejected so much so yeah like, you pretend i just can't yeah <laughs> i got it i just want to be friends with you it's like yeah, go yeah ahead, but so keep going. i was really skeptical i'm yeah. like i don't know about this i'm like it doesn't work out i just i i don't know and my cousin's like yeah just let him ride on your four-wheeler i'm like all right fine <laughs> so we do it and then every every weekend he's like Hey, can we go? Can we go ride? Can we go ride? And I'm like, all right, we're going to ride. Well, eventually it gets, you know, kind of old. He's like, I don't want to ride anymore. Can we get you something else? And I was like, well, like what? He wants to swim. In the- we have a pond in our backyard. Mm. Mm. Swim in the pond. I was like, all right, we swim in the pond. More and more, we're becoming friends. Mm-hmm. And um, he's, he's, getting real close to me and you don't want you you're still yeah yeah still no i got i got walls up you man. got walls I up got yeah. barriers there's forts between them uh-huh. you know yeah alligators <laughs> everything i you got a moat never happening again well thou shalt not pass here and here's where i i see god's interplay right is um the things you don't know mm-hmm. and my mom one day is shopping in payless shoes and there's this woman that comes up to her. She's working there. And um, my mom's telling her some story about, I don't even know what. She, my mom will tell any story <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> and uh, the woman's just like, yo, you know what? I'm, I'm so thankful for, to God because my my son has like had no friends. And he just met this one friend all of a sudden. And they're just, they're so close. And he, the boy has no idea what he's done for him by being his friend. Oh, wow. And my mom's like, oh my God, my son just met a kid. And like, same thing, like huh. kind of giving him hope again. So they show each other pictures and they're like, <laughs> that's the kid. That's the kid. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a scene out of the movie. That's him. Oh my God. That's crazy. <laughs> what a small world, right? That's crazy. Very So but, small. All right. Just one step back. Uh-huh. My great-grandfather is from Hesperides, Florida. My grandmother on my dad's side is also from Hesperides, Florida. 
It's a small town that no one's ever heard of. I was going to say I've never heard of that. There's a, he used to joke, there's a sign that says you are now entering and leaving Hesperides Florida <laughs> because it's, it's like one street town wow. and they both came from there and ended up in Fort Pierce. That that's, is wow. That's the kind crazy. of coincidences I'm talking about. Yeah. Wow. So <clears throat> this boy, he gets really close to me and um, at some point, he doesn't know I'm gay. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, a lot of people, they typically, they say they don't know, but to me, I'm just like, can, I just don't see it. But um, he tells me, or um, we get so close that I'm like, I, I should probably tell him because he wants me to meet his friends and stuff. And I'm yeah. like, I really don't want to meet. There is an age gap between us. I'm 15 and he's 12. Mm, okay. okay. So I'm like, ah, that's, I don't really want to meet his friends. Yeah. I just don't want to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Well, I meet his friends. They take me to this place called uh, Fire... It's fire something. Firehouse? Yeah, firehouse. Yeah, right on the... Oh, my God, I hate it. Selvitz, oh, right? It's terrible. Um, Selvitz, yeah. Yeah, it was yes. like a club for teens. For, a for tweens. It's a Christian club for tweens. Yeah, but it was not Christian inside that place. Oh, really? Oh, my oh, God. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> the things I Do saw going tell. on in there, I'm like, um, I need to get out of here. This is not for me. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. I, I was actually happy they shut that thing down because they, they just weren't paying enough attention to what kids do. Yeah. Oh, brother. <laughs> oh boy oh boy well that's what happened when you, you maybe know, we don't want to know what happened. we don't want to know what happened go <laughs> ahead go, so keep going keep going okay. we're, so, we're in the topic of love right now yes, okay look love. at Sorry. you and your dirty mind all I the can't time help it. I, I see say? everything in the background oh I'm, yeah. I'm the observer so yes i see things nobody sees oh, i'm just like no. really? i'm the observer no, too no one saw that mm-hmm. but um yeah so i met them and you know their first impression was like is he gay oh <laughs> and my friend's like, no, no. And I'm thinking, yes. What, how, how does he not know? Yeah. So he at some point um, confronts me about it. Mm-hmm. Well, he just kind of asked me. He's like, you know, my friends were kind of saying you're gay. And I was like, oh, okay, this is the time. Okay. And then I'm, I'm prepared. I've got on my suit, right? My, yeah. on my armor. I'm yeah. like, I'm ready. I'm ready. You know, our friendship's over. Yeah. yeah. I was like, well, actually, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. Yeah, I, I am. I am gay. And um, he doesn't say anything. He just looks at me in the face and he walks right out. Mm. And um, he, he left. And really? I was, yeah. And I was, I was like, okay, I was, I was prepared for that, but mm. I wasn't prepared for that. Mm. But then he comes right back in and he's like, I'm just kidding. I don't care. <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh my God, that's, that's not cute. Up. That's, that's not, not funny. Cute. Why would you do that to me? Man. You know what I just went through. I lost a friend. He didn't know why I lost a friend, but he knew I lost a friend. Right. And um, he was like, well, you know what? I think that we need to find you a boyfriend. Mm. And I was like, oh, no, please don't do that. <laughs> I he's 12. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So we go to Friday Fest and yeah. um, he decides he wants to wear my clothes to Friday Fest, which is really odd. It was odd to me. Cause I'm like, why would you? And I, mind you, at the time I had these really. Weird, I don't know if you remember Dragon Ball Z. Yes, I had these Dragon Ball Z like button ups. Yeah. Oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of Hawaiian shirts. I don't know why. I was just like I wanted to be a tourist. <laughs> I'm like, I don't live here. <laughs> I'm just visiting. I'm just visiting. It was. So, I had a weird wardrobe at the time, but he loved it, so he wanted to wear it. So he did. And we go to Friday Fest and we run into some um, people I know from school. I would never say they're really friends. They're more like acquaintances. Acquaintances, yeah. And they're like, who? And he like, see, he sees this. He sees these people interacting with me. And he comes over to me and he starts putting his arm around me. And a lot of physical contact, which was not really part of our friendship. Yeah. Right? And it made me uncomfortable because I'm like, what are you doing? 
Yeah. And um, she's like, is this? Oh, I had to actually, okay, let me back up one more time. Um, I did come out in school, school wide in our literary magazine. Oh, okay. Mm. But uh, it was this really long letter, basically. And when I gave it to our literature uh, teacher, she didn't read it. She just put it in. Oh, no. <laughs> so when <laughs> when it came out, the administration was not happy about oh. it. You know what I mean? They don't have gay kids at LPA yeah. at the time anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and she, yeah, she, she actually kind of got in trouble for it. And oh, I felt terrible. Yeah. But, you know, she was fine because she's an amazing teacher. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Then I know that. Knowing, yeah. 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 But um, it I, I said what I had to say. To my to the student body and to all the people that had bullied me and stuff and right. some people that I didn't expect came up to me and was like wow I didn't know that about you and what you went through and I'm so sorry and there are people that said that to me that I never would have imagined yeah. honestly okay. so I mean it did what I wanted it to do it it hope it it opened some eyes yeah and as a result of that I was now the official gay kid right. right? And um, so we're at this Friday Fest thing, and one of the people who had read it came up to me, and she's really supportive. And um, she's like, oh, my God, is this your boyfriend? And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm like, are you trying to destroy what few friendships I, I have, have yeah. boys, right? <laughs> and he's just kind of like, yeah, kind of like nodding. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't even play like that. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> so... It goes on like that for a while where we're, we're like that, where we're real close friends, but he's like always joking around about it. And then on my 16th birthday, he wants me to come over to his house and he asks me out. Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm like, what? What do you what do you mean? And he's like, I think that we should be together. Mm. And I'm like, are you gay? Yeah, because N- he hasn't come out or said anything like that. No. Yeah. And even at that time, he's like, no. And I'm like, then what are you doing? Yeah. He's like, I just know that I don't want anyone else in my life. Huh. And and it went like that for three months. And one day I, we had. So, yeah, it was it was it was a great it was a great relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, he was my best friend. Um, I thoroughly came to love him like deeply and I didn't think it could really get any better than that. Mm. But one day his grandmother caught him flirting with me. Oh. And yeah, I, she asked me to come over and help him with some homework and uh, do something else, like make some banner or something. Mm-hmm. And he was hitting me with a ruler. And I, I don't know, I just I saw the look in her eye as soon as she's as soon as she saw it. It was it was over. Like she's like, no, no, I don't like what's going on here. Yeah. Wow. And after that, um, he contacted me and he told me that he's not allowed to see me anymore. Mm. And that ended our, our relationship. Wow. That, how was that? It must have been devastating for you. It was devastating. Yeah. Right? It was like full, let's see, that was a full, that hap- the, I lost my friend in April. This happened in June. And then it was all over by December. Wow. Wow. So this is your first real true love and it's ended by somebody else because for all intents and purposes, he wanted to be with you. Yes. And you would have stayed together probably for, well, I would like to think so. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So years later, um, he did, 
reach out to me a few times and mm. I he tried to reconnect but I think I don't know I think societal pressures and friends and everything like that kind of play a role at some point where yeah you know you're, you're no longer just who you want to be you're who everyone else wants you to be and mm. he can never break away from that so now that you're in college you you going back to you're at the bookstore you're working there you are are you enrolled in college at this time then yeah i was enrolled um i started taking some fine arts courses because i was a fine arts major and my great grandmother decided that's not good uh. she was like you can't make any money doing art and and then all my family kind of followed suit you can't make any money doing art mm -hmm. go into the health field become a nurse mm. i'm like i'm not being a nurse yeah. <laughs> are you kidding me <laughs> i'm gonna be a nurse <laughs> this is no way i was like i'd rather be homeless <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'd rather be homeless. So I, um, I there, there goes another societal pressure. You yeah. gotta make money. Yeah, you, know? you can't do what yeah. you want to do. Exactly. Totally and I was like, I just won't do anything. I'll just keep on working in the bookstore then until something comes up. So mm -hmm. I did. I kept on working at the store, and it wasn't until, well, actually, I, um, what did I do? I stayed there. Well, They offered me a full-time job. Mm -hmm. So this is fast forwarding. I'm 20 years old. They offered me a full-time job. I'd been there for a while and I told my boss, you know, I, I can, I don't really see myself leaving Fort Pierce anytime soon, but I do need to make more money mm -hmm. and college probably isn't going to be it for me. And I, and I had a scholarship too, mm -hmm. which is, you know, I just, just didn't want to do anything that was in front of me. And I thought, all right, I'm just going to work. So she didn't want to lose me and she talked to her dean and they created a position for me, a awesome. campus manager. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh my gosh, what? You're going <laughs> to hire me full time? And she's like, yes, we are. Because I believe in you and I don't wow. want to lose you for this college. So that was what I was going to do. I was like, all right. Yeah. I got a full time job. I'll figure <laughs> it out from here. Good. Right. Well, that's when my dad decided to reenter my life. Oh, OK. Mm, that was going to be a question. Like, when does this happen? OK, good. Go yes. Ahead. <laughs> so he um, it was right. Right. When it was Mother's Day, May 13th, 2007, I think. He had reached out to me and I had heard from him in a long time. Mm. I mean, yeah. Years had, now. Yeah, seriously. Mm -hmm. I mean, he may have called me once or twice, but I just want to pick up the phone. <laughs> like I, you know, you have enough people yell at you on the phone. I have phobia right now on the phone. Like mm. I, I've been yelled at so many times over the phone for all kinds of random things that I just don't want to pick it up. You don't want to pick it up. No. Mm. So he, he reached out to me. Um, we had, oh, mind you too. I did. I had come out to him within this time period though. Okay. Uh, I was 18. I was actually visiting grandma He happened to be there. I didn't know it. Mm. And he was asking me about a girlfriend and we got in an argument and I was just like, it came out in the argument. I'm yeah. like, you know what, dad, I'm, I'm gay. I'm not, <laughs> you, you don't even know me. You don't even know. He's like, I, I know. I knew, I knew, I knew for a long time. <laughs> But I found out from his sister later that um, he didn't know. He didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> and my aunt's like, he came to my house crying. He's like, you oh. knew little Maurice was gay? <laughs> She's like, of course I'm new. <laughs> But um, anyway, so it's Mother's Day and he's reaching out to me mm -hmm. and I'm telling him about what's going on. And he's like, don't take that job. And I'm like, what? Why not? It's full time. Why would I not take it? He goes, the college will never appreciate you. They mm. will never appreciate anything that you do. They're not set up for appreciating individuals like that. Don't mm. take that job. I was like, dad, I, the. First time we talk and all this time, you're going to tell me not to do something. Yeah. Like, really? Like, this is how the conversation's going to go. Yeah. Huh. He's like, yeah, no, I think it's a bad idea. I was like, well, I am going to take that job, dad. But 
that night. So the next day I was supposed to be my first day on the mm-hmm. job. And that night we get a phone call that uh, he was involved in a terrible car accident. Oh, wow. Um, right at Jeez. the Palm Bay exit. Yeah. So, I mean, he's an alcoholic. He was drinking. But uh, according to grandma, he had slept it off and he was fine and, you know, did his thing. So they tell us, um, you know, he's in a bad car accident. We'll keep you posted. And then uh, a little while later, we get another phone call and they're like, you need to come here now. Wow. And so my mom gets my sister and we all start driving up there. And on our way up there, uh, my aunt calls me and says, he's gone. Wow. And I'm like, what do you mean he's gone? And she's like, he's gone. So we're just like, we're all like, no, no, this gone. What do you mean gone? I thought it was just like, in my mind, I'm thinking like, a bumper accident. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you said it was an accident. Oh, gone from the hospital. He went home. Right. Yeah. yeah like, come, okay, just what's going on here? So wow. we get there. Everyone's crying in the parking lot. They said he died on the table. Oh, no. What happened was um, he, he had fallen asleep at the wheel and he woke up and they think he overcorrected. So he flipped his blazer. He doesn't he didn't wear a seatbelt. He never wore a seatbelt. Mm. And he flew out and he hit the pavement. Oh, man. And they brought him back to life there on the scene. Got him to the hospital and then he died on the table. He died on the table. Oh man, that's crazy. Yeah, so uh, there we were. It was like one, two o'clock in the morning. We go back home. I'm like, I don't even know what to think about that. And I'm supposed to be at work at six. So I don't sleep. I just go right into work. Yeah. I'm like sitting there, like contemplating what does all this mean to me? Like, I mean, we. We weren't really close, so like, how do you? I don't know. I didn't even know how to feel about it. Honestly. How do you make sense of it all? Right. Well, then my boss calls me and she's like, "What are you doing there?" And I'm like, "What do you mean?" She goes, "I I just got told what happened. What are you doing there?" And I'm like, "I don't know what else to do with myself. Honestly, I just I'm just here." Yeah. And she's like, "You need to go home. I got wow. I can't. I can't yeah. go home." So I stayed there and um, throughout the whole process, you know, the whole funeral and everything, my aunt took care of all of it. But uh, I, I hit a different kind of depression while I was working there. I, I really hated Chastain. I was situated at the Stewart bookstore mm. and uh, I was just so unhappy being there. Like every time someone would leave, I would just start crying. Oh. <laughs> I'm laughing now. Well, what was, a- <laughs> I ate McDonald's every day, man. I gained I gained so much weight. I went from 145 pounds to 195. Like I was so incredibly unhappy. And my boss, I mean, she saw this and for other reasons too. She just like, you need to come back to Fort Pierce. Mm, I think okay. So did you start at Fort Pierce and then end up at Chastain and then I started there part time and then Chastain was a branch campus manager position they made. And then I went there, but then she's like, Yeah, I don't want you there anymore why were you so unhappy is it just because your father passing or was it the environment there what happened that i mean a little bit of all of it to be oh, honest oh, with you. or things just just surfaced all together so was. it's like you go from being at a store full of life with mm-hmm. other people that are mm. like your pseudo family to being isolated mm. and in the time of isolation you're all you just suffered a great loss so yeah. not only have you lost your pseudo family you've also lost your actual biological father mm-hmm. and then you're still i'm still dealing with all the loss of like everyone else that came before that yeah so i'm sitting there and just stewing and loss <laughs> and yeah. and no one working there is making it any better we had yeah. a provost that was just not the nicest person and we had situations that came up because the whole concept of a brand store for the college was new um that we weren't really prepared for mm-hmm. wow so you're dealing with 
all this stuff, depression comes comes in, um, because you really can't mitigate feelings. You know, they just arise. How do you get past that? Well, when she brought me back to the main campus, that helped a lot. Okay. It allowed me to kind of like soak into something. Mm-hmm. In fact, what happened was they they put me in charge of their Apple computer sales and marketing. And I basically just became that. Mm. I I said, all right, I'm going in 100%. Mm-hmm. Like I've got nothing else going on in my life. I just suffered loss. I'm just... I need something. Yeah. I need something to do. Wow. And in the meantime that I'm doing this, um, a student tells me, she looks at all the things I'm doing. I'm like, she's like, are you, are you in the graphic design program? And I'm like, there's a graphic design program <laughs> here. She's like, yeah, you don't know that. And you work here. But you know what? When you work there, there's a lot of things that they just don't tell don't you. They t- assume yeah. that, you know, you're going to learn it. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> No. That's how all institutions work that way. Yes. <laughs> like they just, you know, just osmosis. Oh, yeah, exactly. I've, I put this out there. You should know it. Yeah. It should be soaked <laughs> into your mind. So I'm like, no, I had no idea. It's a graphic design program. And I'm thinking, well, do I really want to do graphic design? And I'm thinking, oh, practical application of art. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that'll work. So mm-hmm. I look into it and then I decide I'm going to do this. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to graphic design. So that started though in like, what is it? 20... I think 2013 is when I actually got in the program mm-hmm. and um, I didn't finish it until 2017. So it took, it took me a little while. Yeah. But, um, but you're working full time and you're right. And I do like maybe one or two courses mm-hmm. every semester, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Now, meanwhile, my um, scholarship is running out. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're, well, they're telling me, you know, this is, it wasn't supposed to take this long, Maurice. <laughs> <laughs> so they come in, they come and get on to me constantly. And I'm like, I know I'm so sorry, you guys. I just, I'm trying to do my job. <laughs> my job affects hundreds, yeah. thousands of yeah. students. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, so I always prioritized the store over myself. Mm-hmm. And I mean, up until the day I left, oh my God, I was, I was, I don't want to say I was trapped there, but I, I was like trapped there for the last three years because mm-hmm. I prioritized the college over me. And I'm yeah. like, at one point I'm like, no, no more, no more, yeah. Yeah. no more me today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you com- do you, com- you completed the graphic design? Yes. Um, Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> it, took, it took a lot of work. It did take a lot of work. And do you enjoy graphic design? Is that one of the things that you, that, that now at this stage in your life, do something that you enjoy? I enjoy graphic design. I enjoy um, illustration. Mm. I enjoy the work. I don't enjoy the clients so much. Okay. You know, that's actually the one aspect of it that probably anyone would tell you. It's just not, it's not always fun. And mm-hmm. it's really just about communication because mm-hmm. sometimes people come into things and they have an expectation, but they're not willing to share that expectation for whatever reason. And it's like, you have to be a mind reader sometimes yeah. to get that out of them. Cause all I want to do is make you happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Correct. Make you happy and make you look good. Yes. Mm-hmm. But they're not able to articulate what they want, mm-hmm. you know, to be happy. And maybe it's because they don't know what they really want yeah. to be happy, but mm-hmm. yeah. um, finding that happy medium, that's difficult. No. So is that something that you're like, so you get the degree like, and you're still employed at IRSC. And so are you doing some graphic design like outside of um, IRSC or are you just not really? So what happened was um, while I'm working at the college, I thought in my great scheme of things, why not help all these departments that are struggling by using the new skills that I've developed 
because I'm an asset of the college. So mm. I viewed myself as an asset of the college. And I didn't see a reason why I should belong to just one department if I could help other departments. And if I could unite all that we're doing in each of those departments to further the, the larger mission. So that's what I did. I, I went back and I, I helped each department that came to me with whatever they needed, whether that was graphic design <coughs> or it was like uh, crafting a communication or whatever yeah, it may be. Right. Um, I did that up until, well, really up until the day I left. Well, no, I stepped back. The last three years when I was in the operations manager position, I, it was so, um, so burdened with tasks and daily minutia that there was just no time to do anything else. To be creative. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that typically a lot of a lot of that is what happens in big institutions. You know, you're you're not really creating; you're more just maintaining the ship to flow. Right. Yeah, you and know? that's all I was doing, and I knew that. So I'm watching, you know, holes uh, pop up in the ship, and you're plugging them yeah. and plugging them and plugging <laughs> yeah. them. Then you look in the ship, and you're like, I need a new ship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. So during this time um, that you're working full time now, are you um, and, and you earn your degree and whatnot? Have you met anybody else? Are you like I mean, what's your friends now at this? How, what's that perspective at this point? Because now it's you know you're older. Yes, yeah, things did change a lot um, after my high school friends. The the couple that I had kind of moved away. I was uh, left with this vacuum. Right. Mm. There's nobody in my life. So I did um, end up making some new friends, uh, mostly other gay males mm -hmm. that I could find. Mm -hmm. um, but really the only friend, even since that period to now, that stuck by my side was a cousin who's also gay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But he's not in the closet yet. So <laughs> <laughs> no, no names. On him. But um, <laughs> no, he's he's been there. Um I did. I met somebody at one point while I was working at the college and I thought I was going to marry him, but our relationship just took a nosedive after five years. And uh, then I dealt with that loss. Mm -hmm. um, tried again because I'm a very forgiving person. Uh, with the same person? With the same person, which I, you know, I used to pride myself on being able to cut someone off and just be done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But in my age and in the time, I found that as long as we're both here on this planet together, we should probably try to make something work yeah you know, at, at one point in time if i loved you how could i ever not love you right you yeah. Know? yeah like i just that love doesn't go away and i don't see myself ever not loving you even though i'm hurt and i'm yeah. angry by what you've done mm -hmm. you know yeah. so so where are you now relationship wise well i i got married in 2017 same awesome. year i graduated congratulations <laughs> thank yeah. you yeah um i married my best friend uh his name is manny and we met at the college. Uh, we were volunteering for a Thanksgiving feeding thing. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. I am. She you is. Yeah. 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 In Fort Pierce, all the churches get together mm -hmm. and they oh. prepare like 500 plus meals oh, for okay. families. So he was uh, looking for something to do. He got involved in that. And I, uh -huh. I do that every year or I did that every year. And uh, when we met there, we just like hung out and it turns out he knew about me before I knew who he was because <laughs> he was friends with one of my ex-friends mm. and this ex-friend of mine, he just, he just had it out for me. Mm. You know, some people, <laughs> I, I don't blame him though. It was because the, the guy I was with for five years, he kind of like pulled me away from my friends. Mm -hmm. You know, there's some relationships that uh, are kind of possessive. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he pulled me away from my friends and my friends did not like that. Yeah. They took that on me. Out of me. Yeah. 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 So after that, you know, and as catty as the gay community can be, <laughs> they're just like, no, 
No. He's out, you guys. He's done. No more. Maurice is dead. <laughs> and I was. And you were. I was going to say, you were, right? Everyone believed everything they said. I'm, yeah. I'm, like, I'm really not that bad of a guy. Yeah. I'm really not. So when he met me and he got to know me, he's like, why did they say these things about you? I was like, hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. Yep. Oh, my God. That yeah. is the truth. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how would you categorize a relationship? I mean, I mean, we've been married a long time <laughs> and relationships go through, through their ups and downs and, and, and the growing stages. How, how, how do you, how do you categorize a relationship? I don't, I don't really categorize it. Um, how, like, how do you mean? Oh, how would you explain it? You mean, how do you, do you guys, are you guys growing together? Are you happy oh. with the situation? Uh, or like, is this, um, you, they're like a, you're you're like I mean, a you're a couple. couple. I mean, like, is, is there any different from let's say your great grandma and your great grandfather besides the alcohol? No, the alcohol is involved now. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not like that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, no, we're not. No, no, it's nothing, nothing like that. Mm. Honestly, like our arguments are. <laughs> They're pretty petty. <laughs> they're always they're petty. always petty, they especially what? when it's your best friend. They're always freaking petty. Why did you throw out the garbage? Oh my god! I yes. told you about right? it. You How long are those clothes yes, going to be on the floor? I, I, I take pictures and I document it because I'm like, yeah, no, I'm a documenter. I'll, Somebody I'll used to do that to me. Now, I know Manny, and I just don't believe any of this. <laughs> just so if Manny's looking and watching this, which I know he will be, because he just supports you like unbelievable. I don't but yeah, so it. you fight about the same damn things that we do too. Like the, oh, the clothes being yes. left everywhere, the garbage not being thrown, like the dishes on the dishes. Now, are you the one that's on him about that, or oh, wait, no? It's, or I'm on him. Okay. Yeah, and I and I do feel bad because I did warn him. Yeah, uh, yeah. Before he started dating me, I was like, I, I'm a hard person to be with. I'm a Libra. I document. <laughs> He's like, no, I can deal with it. And there's days where he looks at me. I'm like, are you still Dylan? <laughs> Man, he's tough. He can. He can what about <laughs> what about at this stage in your life? I mean, it, it's um, it, it's it's, a, it's having a uh, complete family with kids. Is that something you guys talked about? Yeah. Yes. Um. Well, I honestly wanted to have kids by the time I was 30. Mm -hmm. So something I didn't talk about was uh, when I was younger. I guess I always kind of. I don't know. I, I just wanted, I wanted a family. Mm -hmm. You know, I wanted to feel like I was part of a family or a family of my own, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was a, a situation that came up with uh, family friends that uh, this woman that was a family friend, she had five kids mm -hmm. and they were all going to be going in the DCF. Mm -hmm. And I was at the age of 18 and I'm like, I want to adopt all of them. Mm -hmm. That didn't happen. Yeah. But that's just how bad I've always wanted kids. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. I just did. So me and Manny have definitely talked about it. Mm -hmm. And we're going through the adoption process right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you really? We haven't gotten to the home study phase yet. We're just in the paperwork and mm -hmm. everything. It's taking wow. forever. That's COVID amazing. released whatever. Yeah, down, yeah, but, of course. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so we're looking at um, kids from the foster care system because, wow. It's a lot. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. Tons. And, yeah. I mean, they're all they're all like classified as special needs because of the situations that they come from. And I can't even imagine being ripped away from, you know, your my parents, family, no. e even in the worst situation in your head, you're always thinking, you know, I can survive this. Yeah. yeah. I no. mean, there's things I've seen with my cousins when they probably should have been taken away Yeah, that they survived it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So yeah. I understand it and I feel bad for any kid in that situation. And I would like to provide a home, you know, 
for yeah. that. Yeah. Um, a couple of things, um, um, because again, you've you've dealt with so many obstacles, um, and not really by choice, just by happenstance. It's just just the way the universe works. Um, being that, um, how challenging was it for you guys to get married? Um, consider that you are a same-sex couple, and and how, what were some of the obstacles that you had to overcome with that as individuals? Well, <clears throat> it wasn't difficult for me. Mm. It was difficult for Manny. Mm. Uh, Manny was not out of the closet yet. Oh, okay. And uh, when I proposed to him, he wasn't out of the closet. Mm. So he decided that he wanted to uh, come out of the closet and announce his marriage at the same time, mm-hmm. which I was like, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> Why? Why would you do Don't that? Do I'm like, what are you doing to your family? <laughs> not only are they going to have to accept that you're gay, but you're also bringing someone into the family. Mm. That's hilarious. But um, his family knew me already. Okay. And his dad was very partial to me. Um, even to this day, his dad, I, I'm basically his son. Manny's out <laughs> and I'm in. He's, oh. a, he's a step, he's a step kid. Yeah. <laughs> no, when we go to the house, like his dad's like, oh, hey, Manny, uh, Maurice, come up here. I have to tell you something. <laughs> he told me so many stories about his past, and Manny's like, I've never heard that story before. Like, but you know the problem? You don't listen. Yeah. Uh, you know, you write your dad off real quick, and mm. you don't listen. I said, when you've lost, when you've lost people, you're gonna sit there and listen. It. Yeah, mm. you you listen, even if you don't really want to hear the story. Mm-hmm. You're gonna listen. Mm. So that's what he decided he was gonna do, mm-hmm. and um, you know they're all Catholic. Mm. And eh, well, I don't know why I said that. Like you would know it. Uh, they're well, they're Mexican American, and the majority of them are, are Catholic. Yeah, so. we. Catholic, it's yeah. all right. <laughs> We're not anymore, but we We're grew not. up in that we environment. Did. We under yeah. we understand. We he understand. Was people. He was, <laughs> basically, Sorry. Right? yeah. Um, he and he used to be like their Sunday school teacher. Mm. Yeah, so he had all these connections in the church, and he was really worried about what they were going to think of him mm-hmm. and, and say about him. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, it's, it comes down to this: Are you going to accept it, or are you not? Yeah, because it's your life. Yeah, Yeah. you're gonna live it for you. You're gonna live it for them. Yeah, and he decided he wants to live it for him. So he got his whole family together, and he's like, "Mom, Dad, I'm gay." And his dad's like, "What you want me to do about it?" (laughs) (laughs) Just imagine the amount of anxiety that was on him going into that, and then that's the response, and you're just like, "What?" What? <laughs> yeah, that's what he was looking like. He was like, like, you're not mad at me. You're, like, you're not upset at me. And you're like, what? No, I was like, what am I to do? I'm like, I told you. I told you they weren't going to care. I was like, Manny, have you met yourself? Oh, my God. He's, so he's just, you know, his mannerisms. He's yeah. really, he's very flamboyant sometimes. Yeah, but, he's so cute. Um, no, they were very accepting. Yeah. And um, when it came to the wedding, I, I personally, I didn't want to have a wedding. I just don't see a reason to put money into something like that. I'm like, I'd rather buy a house. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever else, mm-hmm. you know. But he, he wanted to have that ceremony, so he did. And they all came, and it was beautiful, really. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful ceremony for for everybody. Yeah. Uh, I saw do, pictures. You both look very handsome. Thank you. Yes, I loved it. Uh, how do you feel as, uh, as two individuals that have decided to live your lives together, the, the societal civil structure of... of um, not 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 being able for you guys to to not being free to be able to do that from a legal standpoint still or always always that available now now you oh, are no, we're married married you're married married yeah, I was gonna say it's, it's so it, there was no there was no issue you you going through that anymore oh the, that's I, awesome. I was I wasn't aware and of that honestly like even in the process of um like 
I'll just give you an example. Um, we were taking our engagement photos mm-hmm. and it was in downtown Fort Pierce out in the open. Mm. And I, the whole time I'm looking around like, <laughs> this is okay. Is this the Fort Pierce side? Like, no? are they, who's going to come after us? Someone's going to say something. I know someone's going to say something. Mm. Well, some, some guy walks up and he's like, you guys taking engagement photos? And we're like, yeah. He goes, you guys make a cute couple. And I almost fell down. <laughs> like, I was like, <laughs> What is going on? Things are so different from when I was growing <laughs> up. So different. Like there, we met. Honestly, we met no hostility, mm, awesome. and that's the first time I can say that. And that's probably why I brought him into my life because mm. things come to Manny in a way that they don't come to me. Mm. You know, <laughs> he is just so like he's got this magnetism. He does. He does. Yeah, he has energy and magnetism, and I'm he really like, does. he's light and I'm dark. Like mm. that's just in every way that I mean that. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, like it's just he attracts certain things that I don't and. And, and I help him deal with things that no mm-hmm. one else can. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, that's how we work it out. So, so how does it feel, yeah. like, you know, finding your other half, your complement? It or, feels great. Or your supplement. I don't you know? worry about anything. Yeah? Like, yeah, honestly, there's nothing that crosses my mind. Look, I we got to a point, he told me before we had gotten married that he just wanted to take care of me. Mm. And that he wanted to uh, allow me the freedom to be the artist that I wish that I could have been. Wow. And I was like, yeah, people say things. So yeah. I don't mean that. <laughs> we got to the point where I was working at the store and I was just stressed out all the time. I was coming home and I was drinking a lot more than I mm. probably should have been. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I just just didn't want to. That was my, my coping mechanism. Basically. Yeah. I just didn't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. And he said, I think it's time. And I'm like, what? He said, I, I make enough money now. I think it's time. You just need to leave. Mm. You need to you need to leave. I was like, I don't I don't know. I don't know. He's like, take a leap. And I was like, all right. Okay. <laughs> don't tell me to do it. And then back out. Can't take I mean, it back. Yeah. <laughs> you mean it. You mean it. He goes, do it. So, so that leads us now into kind of like the scare reflection. You know, this is something that we do at the end because it, it, this, this has been an amazing quest yeah. up to this point. Yeah, for sure. um, and before we move forward as to like the things that you're doing, and the the things that are coming up for you, I want to kind of like take this moment to reflect, like your like your great grandfather used to do, you know, um, <laughs> um, as to kind of like just look back and in retrospect look at all the things. So, um, one of the consistent things that I've heard in your story is the number one, you you categorize yourself as an introvert or you identify as an introvert. Um, there's many times in your life in which you you were alone emotionally um you were alone in in standing up for yourself what are the lessons that you've learned during those really lonely times either for the good or 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 bad times but there was just you what are some of the biggest lessons that stick out for the the need and the the importance of being alone and, and being separated from everybody i think it's really important to to reflect mm-hmm um, to reflect not just on uh, how something made you feel or even uh, the feeling itself, but on all the things around it. Like I, I try to understand the motivations that are behind why a person chose to treat me a certain way or yeah. do a certain action towards me or uh, even people that are in their life that maybe motivated them to cast a certain kind of thought pattern onto mm-hmm. them and so on and so forth because everything is so connected yeah. in such a way. So reflection is really important. I mean, what do we have memory for if not reflection? Even that reflection. Um, and then something else was attachment. 
and there is um, all things in moderation, mm. including attachments. And that's something else my great grandfather taught me because there was one lesson about things in this house, you know, you didn't pay for them, so on and so forth. One day he went through my room, took everything, put it in a trash bag, and threw it all away. How did I know you were going to say that? He, that? I was like, he threw your shit away, didn't he? He sure did. <laughs> he came in there and he took oh. everything, everything. Well, well, you did something or just... I don't even remember what I did. Yeah. All I remember is, it's probably not sharing. <laughs> I, had a, I had a hard time sharing things. <laughs> my cousins broke everything, okay? <laughs> I would come in and like all my toys were in pieces and I just cry and they just laugh and that was okay. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, cause you know, sharing, but he did that. He took everything and he threw it away. And I sat there and I cried hard for a long time. And then I sat there and I realized none of this even matters. Yeah. None mm -hmm. of it. None of, I'm still here mm -hmm. and nothing's changed. Yeah. And it was that day forward that I kind of like, I detached from a lot of things mm. better or worse. I'm not sure, mm -hmm. but, um, I did. And then years later after he died, I found all that stuff actually in the shed. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God, he didn't throw it away. So oh he was God. trying to teach you a lesson, lesson yeah. about don't be attached to things. Yeah. That's interesting. That's deep. Wow. Yeah. That's deep. But that's when I stopped kind of like none of this, none, none of it really matters. Just all that really matters are the connections we have to each other. The connections yeah. we have to each other. Yeah. Yes. And, and how we treat one another. So confronting, right? The, you've confronted so many things. Um, and that's something that's to be admirable. Um, I mean, l let me take a couple of things and then um, and, and you tell me um, how you deal with this. Now let's start first with um, race identity. This is still a problem, um, mm. actually. And actually, even more so now that I'm married to someone Hispanic. Mm -hmm. Because uh, since my mom was a half Colombian and I'm a quarter Colombian, every time I encounter anyone of a Hispanic background, you know, they can't accept that I'm black and white, for one. Mm. They're like, well, you got to have something else in you, sweetie. And I'm like, well, I mean, my mom is like half Colombian. It's like, there it is. That's what I'm talking about. And they're like, you don't speak Spanish? You don't know your culture? I'm like, uh, but according to my 23andMe, I'm like 19% Nigerian. Mm. So if you want to talk about my culture, right. it's Nigerian. Right. <laughs> Come on. But no, so yeah, I, I face that a lot. And my response is always, I'm just American. Yeah. I'm, I was born in America. I'm American. I, I have more subculture that i i correspond to than i do like any main culture yeah. mm -hmm. and i just i live my life daily like there's there's nothing in particular that i'm really partial to maybe because of my detachment <laughs> <laughs> again confronting loss death you know you're confronting the the, the death of your uh, great-grandparents your dad uh what have you learned from confronting those situations Ooh, I think I'm still learning, honestly, about confronting loss. Um, loss is just, I sometimes I feel like loss started at the very beginning, like mm -hmm. the division of the first cells that ended up being what mankind is today. Like we're the separation of oneself. Mm -hmm. It's just an ongoing process and learning to cope with that. And there will ever, ever be a void that is just present within us that, like calls for something mm -hmm. to fill it. And unfortunately we find all kinds of terrible things to fill it with, but we also find beautiful things. And all I can think is like in dealing with the loss that I've dealt with, it makes me appreciate and love the people that are, are still here and present. And mm -hmm. 
I acknowledge those people more and the situation. So if I come across someone in some random place, Walmart, maybe I'm walking through and someone's just like, they, they reach out. There's something they need to speak on. Mm -hmm. I allow myself to be that vessel to take in that information and to be that because that's what we're here for. I think that we're, we're here to like help each other. Yeah. So before we started taping, we was talking, we were talking about values, you know, and how, you know, you, you, you live your life thrown into the world. Um, values are put upon you. You know, you cipher through those things and then you begin to integrate things into who you are as a person. Right. What are some of the biggest, um, some of the values that you, after reflecting on your life, that are really, really integrated into your into the course of your next path? What are, what are those values? Well... Oh boy. Um, <laughs> I have to say honesty. Um, honesty has always been a big value that my great grandfather imparted on me and mm-hmm. something that I accept. Like even, even if you know that that honesty may come with a sacrifice and it's a sacrifice you should be willing to make just to be what you are and who you are. So moving forward, I, I can only ever be honest, mm-hmm. um, which is why I'm always an open book. Yeah. I, I, I can't stand when someone asks me something and involves other people because of that reason. <coughs> Cause I'm like, Oh God, how do I tell <laughs> just my part of this? I'm willing to tell you everything, but other people are affected. Um, that's the other values. I value life mm-hmm. and I mean all life um, on the planet. Life is a struggle for everything that lives yeah. and anything that has come into being deserves to be in being. So to kill anything, to destroy anything for no reason. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. How can you possibly do that? So whenever I see even like a kid step on a snail, it just, I go off the, Manny can tell you, he, he once accidentally did it and I flipped. I, I was like, that snail deserves its life as much as you do. <laughs> It, that's just the way I feel. Like, how do you feel about mosquitoes? I'm okay with mosquitoes <laughs> to an extent. I mean, sometimes I have that Skin involuntary so reaction where you're like, "Oh my god!" And I cry. <laughs> oh my god! Totally I'll put my hands up. <laughs> I'm just. I like, didn't mean to take it. I take it. Just give it to me now. I see roadkill and I cry sometimes. It just I don't know. I yeah. just feel bad for life. I feel yeah. I have a problem. So you become aware. You have become aware of all these things about you, about the the way people might perceive you, the the reality of who you are as a person, and you you are very self aware. Now that you understand all this stuff, what are you doing? What is the next chapter on your quest? Well. I've, I mean, it's always been a question of like, what's, what's my purpose and finding a purpose is really difficult uh, for (coughs) all of us. I mean, that's just a, that's probably what we're all here for is just to try to figure out what that even means. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why do I keep on living? Why why is it worth it? But no, for me, it's always been, I have always found myself in a position of uh, discovery for other people. Mm. And it seems that even just an existing I was just a catalyst for change. And it's, it sounds funny to say that, but truthfully, like all of my friends have always told me, you know, I don't, I'm never really doing much whenever I'm in a group, Mm. but they're like, it's just like, you have to just be there in order for the group to succeed. (laughs) And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, well, you're like the glue. And I'm like, I don't, you know, glue. No, I don't think so. I don't glue anyone together, but I'm present and I'm being present Uh, change happens Mm -hmm. and so what I've seen is like a lot of people when I make friends and I and I have really good friends now 
what they like about me is that I will sit down, I'll look them in the eye and I will talk to them and I listen to what they're saying and we have a real conversation. And when they tell me that no one does that, I'm just like, what do you mean? People mm. don't do that. Like, that's what having a conversation looks like. <laughs> like, no, people don't do that. No. And yeah. I'm like, how could we grew up the same way? Like, but no, I was raised by such different people. And, um, there's a lot of people out there who don't have anyone listening to them and they don't have a voice because of it. So I feel like my next steps, um, are to just continue helping people to discover what it is about themselves that's special mm. and unique and, and find their purpose. And my purpose therein is to help you find yours. It's, is there a particular practical avenue in which you're going to be doing that? Teaching. 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 And when I, so when, when I do art, it's always cathartic. Mm. I sit there and I cry. I listen <laughs> to really sad songs. My playlist likes a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, a little <laughs> bit of wine. You know, I'm just sitting there and I'm, a, I'm more of a digital artist now than I am anything else, but mm -hmm. I do mixed media as well. Mm. I wish I could be an abstract painter. Oh, it's like a rock star of art, but it's just not <laughs> in me when I do it. It just, it takes too much structure. I, yes. you know, I just, I'm too structured. <sighs> and, um, Yeah, so I'll sit there and I'll work through my emotions and like listen to a symphony of something and mm -hmm. there it is. Like, oh, I, finished, I finished this piece and then I get really sick thereafter. Mm. I just dedicate so much of my energy into it that like I crash yeah. right after. You have nothing left. I have nothing left. Yeah. And um, I think that by using those visual expressions, uh, other people will be able to do the same thing. They can work through their emotions. Yeah. Let some symbology exist within the piece and give them an avenue yeah. to articulate their feelings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I would like to do that with middle school and high schoolers right because on. they're going through the same thing I went yes. through. Yeah. Um, we might be talking about slightly different subjects, but it's all the same of self-discovery. It is. It yeah. is. Now, how, do you foresee the challenge of such a structure environment like schooling bringing that in? Yes. It's terrible. I can't. When, when you're going, yeah, when I was going through the education process and they're teaching me, like, you know, this is how you grade things. This is how you have a rubric and all of that. Uh -huh. I'm like, you can't really put a rubric to some of this stuff. Like, it no. just doesn't work that Especially way. Especially with art. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, yeah. It's like, did they complete it or not? Because really, that's all it's going to come that's down to. That's what it's going to go down to. Yeah. yeah. But no, I, I, I like to. It's not, and I got marked down too for for talking too much. In <laughs> class, yes, like they're like <clears throat> they knock. <laughs> I probably shouldn't even say this, but are you they, an introvert? Is yeah. this what? Okay, no, I'm but he's rebelling. He's rebelling. He's yeah. he, he, something doesn't make sense. You're going to speak up on it. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't even yeah. just that. Like when we got into the internship, I get up there and I give a lecture, and then I have a conversation with the students and. It could be just like me literally sitting in front of the class and I'm looking at them and until they make an answer, no one's talking. I'm yeah. like, Yo, we'll sit here in silence. I'm going to stare right at you. Like, I was like, come on, we're going to have a conversation. And she's like, you're, you're, you're sage on the stage. And I'm like, what? What is that? They told you're me sage, on the, sage stage. on the stage. That means you've been in front of the class for too long and you're not letting the students interact with the material on their own. Oh, yes. Really? Yeah, I got marked down for that. Oh, no. Oh. But... Oh, the students' book. response was that they loved it. Oh. Mm. Of course. They said they felt like I engaged them yeah. and that they had a voice yeah. and that they had the opportunity to actually learn something. Uh, wow. Yes. Interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah it was, so, so where education lies versus where people want to be, mm -hmm. two very different places, yeah. right? The structure of it totally. doesn't really meet the needs. So 
um, when it comes to is there anything else? I mean, because that, that's a beautiful thing. And I, I'm just uh, I, I worked the last three years in, in middle school and high school. And I love those kids. Those are my favorite middle school middle Me schoolers. Too. I, re- I don't know. Everybody's afraid. Like, what? What is wrong with you? It's That's like, what I was going to say. I love the middle schoolers, man. They, So many teachers I've talked to are like, what's wrong with you? Why would yeah. you think to do that? And I was like, I know that's what everyone's reaction is, yeah. but that is a period of change. It yeah. is. If you're going to change yeah. an object's trajectory, yeah. it's going to be there. there. Right, okay? in, right there. Because that's when right. their individuality is developing, yes. their sense of self. They are looking for things they can do to um, to grow within that yeah. sense. And I'm It like, is like the most, in my opinion, because you know I've been through that, it's the most difficult period in your life, in, in my opinion. You know what I mean? It's And that's my own story. But it's yeah. like, it's tough. There's so, so many changes. I mean, they need people like you. Yeah. You okay, know what I mean? That's what Manny says. You, yeah. and, uh, Omar, those, I mean, yeah. Okay, so, a whole nother interview. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> is, there, is there anything else besides that that you're working on? I mean, I know there's something else out there. That you yeah, were, there's something out there gonna talk about it no no we're not gonna talk about your graphic design and the shirts and oh all. the freelance yeah. yeah i mean like i mean it probably should be bigger than what it is in terms of like how much it matters to <laughs> I'm more excited about teaching. Hey, but, that's no, fine. I, that's fine. Yeah. You know, so yeah, in the meantime of um of being a teacher cuz I see the certification process. Uh, do you, are you familiar with the certification process? Yeah. So I had my 3 year temporary. Mm-hmm. And I got that in 2017 because I was planning on leaving the store and doing that. I was like, you know, I'm just going to go. I've been doing graphic design for a little while for other departments. I'm going to go right on into teaching. And then in 2018, Workday went live for our college. Workday. And there were some issues between our systems, Mm -hmm. um, that system and the Nebraska system of the store. Mm. It... uh, on top of that, we lost our VP. She left. We lost our manager of the store. He mm-hmm. left. And the people who were left in the store, two of them were re- relatively new and they didn't have any experience. So there I am feeling guilty. I'm like, all right, I'm going to stick around for a little while. Mm-hmm. And I ended up being there for three years, eating up all of my temporary certification. Yeah. So when I when I finished with the store, or actually in that last year, I was working on the Educator Preparedness Institute, which is how you go from a bachelor's degree to teaching Mm -hmm. in the state of Florida. And um, I was finishing the program right at the limit Mm. in May. But um, it turned out it it didn't matter. I have to wait another year. Oh. Yeah. So I have to wait until May 2022 Mm -hmm. before I can recertify for my full-time certification, (laughs) full-term certification of five years. So I'm in limbo right now. And in limbo, I decided, all right, I'm going to do graphic design. Mm-hmm. So I went and made a legitimate business. I am in the Florida marketplace mm-hmm. thing as a vendor for so I can work with um, departments and state institutions and things like that. Um, I volunteer, which I haven't been able to volunteer in so many years. Yeah. <laughs> I, and that sounds terrible. I don't get paid for anything I do, nah. but I just love doing it. Like, yeah. awesome. Especially since the stress isn't there. <laughs> when you're getting paid for it, it's like, no, I have to do this. Yeah. But when no. you're not paid for it, it comes it's from like, you. I want to do this. Yeah. And even though you're giving me a hard time, I believe in this. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to do it yeah. anyway. Um, so I do that and mm. I do artwork for as much as I love doing art, I find I only do it really well when it's being donated. Mm. Like, I, I know it's really weird for me. Like I do all this stuff and I feel like it's just, I don't know. I don't like it. But when I do it for someone else, huh. 
for like an organization like um, St. Lucie County Little Feet mm-hmm. or Pay Center for Girls, it comes out like, <gasps> ah! and yeah. I'm like wow. Well, you yeah. don't have that expectation wow. of outcome. You know, it, you're not doing it for any financial gain. You're doing it just for the the simple pleasure of self expression. Yeah. Yes. Or because yeah. or because you're 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 doing it for someone else that it's coming out of you. Yeah, you know? well I was raised, you know, if you're gonna give something away, give your best. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I try to always do that. And um I, I don't know, that's just the best I could do. That's so awesome. to conclude it all, in a it, it, how how <laughs> it's kind of like a funny thing, and this is the first time I'm actually doing it because I've, I've, I've titled everybody's uh, episode um, myself. But if we were to title your episode, <laughs> right, what would be the tagline and why? Oh, that's hard. Yeah. Oh my god. I just thought about it too. Talk about putting you on the spot, huh? Right. Oh, what a way to conclude this interview. Mixed reaction. <laughs> 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 that's usually what i get oh, that is what, hilarious what, what? if you enjoy our discussions make sure that you like subscribe and share also leave us some comments we want to hear your feedback if you're interested in knowing more about a soul's quest make sure you check us out on our website at a soulsquest.com.